Welcome to The Cool Down Room with your host, Sky Upshaw, an F1 podcast where we talk all things formula. This is a place for every kind of fan, sharing our love for one of the most exciting sports and spectacles in the world. So thank you so much for joining me on my brand new podcast. I'm your host, Sky Upshaw. I'm 18 years old. I'm from England in the UK, and I love all things Formula One. I am a huge Formula One fan, like many of you that I know. I've watched Formula One my whole entire life, and I remember, whether it was late at night or early in the morning, six-year-old me would always want to be sat on the sofa with my dad, watching it, supporting everybody, probably particularly Lewis Hamilton, he was just everything to me as a six-year-old child, Uh, but I just love everything motorsports, everything cars, and everything Formula One. I have had the incredible opportunity to create content relating to Formula One uh, on social media and over the past five or six months I have created this incredible community that I'm just so proud to be a part of and kind of I don't know I, I feel like we have our own little own little world our own little group where we can just enjoy the sports. Over the past few months I've gained a huge amount of support for my content all over my social media. I've got over 20,000 of you guys on my Instagram and I'm about to reach 45,000 of you on my TikTok, which I just cannot believe. There's like 45,000 of you who want to see my content, which is crazy. I can't believe it, honestly. Um, But I wanted to make a brand new podcast to talk to you guys, you know, get to know you all and particularly share each other's thoughts and views I want to share people's stories you know talking in person with some incredible very exciting people within the sport whether they work uh, within the sport maybe as an engineer or they just work within the team or maybe even drivers as well I would love to talk to every like every aspect of the sport I want I want to just understand it a bit more of course we all watch the sport for the racing but there's a massive group of people outside of the drivers and the team principals who make the whole event happen and I want to get to know everyone a little bit more and I want to understand some more stories that might not have been heard the way that other stories have been. As part of this podcast I would also like to bring you all the most recent news uh, within the Formula One world. I want to touch on subjects not just relating to Formula One but also relating to Formula 2, Formula 3 and F1 Academy. So we'll be looking at all the latest news, talking about all the hot subjects uh, on the headlines for the sport. Anyway, in today's episode, the first ever episode that I've ever created, um, very amateur at this, I've got two laptops set up, I've got, I mean, this looks very professional, I have to say, I feel like I've been doing this for years, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I've written a lot of things down Um, about what I'd like to talk about today. I want to keep it quite short and sweet, but I would love to hear what your guys' thoughts and views are on everything we're about to talk to. So this weekend just gone, I'm not sure when this podcast episode will be uploaded, but the weekend just gone for me, um, it was the Austin Grand Prix, the US Grand Prix. And of course, very exciting weekend. I loved all the content coming out of the weekend. Um, Well, out of the USA from... Formula One. I mean, we got some amazing outfits, some great videos. I mean, it was it was a bit chaotic to be honest, but yeah, the US Grand Prix always brings something new and exciting, doesn't it? But of course, we had a sprint race weekend. We had Danny Ricardo back, back, back. But why do I say that? Back, back, yeah, back. Danny Ricardo back in F1, which I think was very, very exciting. I think 
I mean, good for him coming back on a sprint race weekend when we just have one free practice. That takes guts, I think. And he proved everyone, you know, he did, he did, he did well. He did well for his first, first race back in five race weekends. So we have missed him, but he's back now. So we can all celebrate and cheer. Anyway, I wanted to talk about the results. We've had some pretty crazy news come out just this morning, what I want to get to in a minute about some disqualifications, about some penalties that I want to touch on in just a second. Um, but firstly, Max Verstappen winning the Grand Prix, of course, as per usual, let's be honest, of this year, you know, you know how it is. Oh, there's a cute little ladybug here. Um, it's a kind of orange. That's really cute. I like ladybugs. As long as they don't fly near me, I like ladybugs. Sorry, that was completely off topic. So Max Verstappen won the Grand Prix this weekend and that is his 15th win. 1-5, you heard me right. 15th win of the season so far. Okay, um, that's crazy. That, that deserves a huge congratulations, a huge well done. That is just class. 15 wins in one season. Anyway, it's his 50th win, 5-0, 50th win of his whole career, which is incredible. Um, he's not too far off of having half the wins that Lewis Hamilton has. Uh, it's 103, I think. 103 wins for Lewis Hamilton. So 50 for Max, incredible, incredible achievement, you know, for him. And he said that he really enjoyed getting that, that 50th win in the USA. Um, I did feel very sorry of him with all the booing. I know that there's been a lot of controversy with um, multiple things that have happened with Max Verstappen, but I felt it was really harsh, you know, when he was getting his trophy. I felt really sorry for him. You know, he was having like a very vocal audience, which it sounded like the support wasn't there like it should have been for him. We had a very exciting race though. I was very excited to see McLaren and Mercedes kind of fighting to get on the podium. And, and actually they were kind of, not quite, but but trying to fight to win. Uh, of course they didn't in the end, but um, they really weren't too far off of it, which I think is very exciting looking at the season we could have next year, you know, having some real, real fighting races, which could be really, really, really fun and incredible to watch. I've got the heating on in here and it's really hot. Oh, that's a lighter, right? Oh, there we go. There we go. So we woke up to some pretty, shocking news this morning i say shocking like it's like shocking that both lewis hamilton and charles leclerc had been disqualified from the entire race yesterday that means that lewis hamilton had lost his p2 position obviously he had a podium he had a he had a, a trophy from that he celebrated on the podium and then of course charles leclerc lost his p6 so they haven't gained any points over the weekend and lewis has had to give his trophy over to lando norris so he is now in P2 and Carlos Sainz has been promoted to P3, Sergio Perez to P4, um, Pierre Gasly to P, oh no, hang on, I've skipped one, George Russell to P5, Pierre Gasly to P6, Lance Stroll to P7, Yuki Tsunoda to P8, he also got fastest laps so he got more points which is great for him, Alex Albon to P9 and Logan Sargent to P10, that is his first ever points within Formula 1 and he won them at his home Grand Prix, how good is that? But anyway, it gave everyone else the opportunity to gain multiple amounts of points. And of course, Lewis and Charles have lost all points. So the Constructors Championship and the Championship in total could have looked a lot different to what it does now. Yeah, the whole situation is a little bit confusing, but we're gonna go through a couple bits of the details. I've done quite a lot of research. I've written a lot of stuff down. It's not the easiest to get your head around, so I'm gonna explain this in the most easiest way possible so you guys all understand it because we want to learn together after every race the fia checks through a few of the cars they pick these cars at random 
and they tend to only pick a through. So a through, a few. And they check things like degradation on the tires and the car itself to basically make sure everything's legal. They check the fuel and there's multiple checks that they go through. One of those checks is called a physical floor and a plank wear inspection. Okay, the plank is also known as the skid block. A skid block is effectively a thin plank of wood which is placed underneath the car through all the practice, the races, the qualifying, um, and it's inspected afterwards to understand how low the car is to the ground and basically if the skid block is too thin then you know that the car has been lowered too much so it's hitting the floor more sort of regularly so the FIA checked four cars at random that was Lewis Hamilton's car Charles Leclerc's car Max Verstappen's car and Lando Norris's car they were the four cars that were checked the rest were not checked so the rest were fine so getting slightly technical now Lewis and Charles cars breached article 3.5.9 e of the 2023 fia formula one technical regulations oh my gosh that is quite a lot to say within the regulations it states that the thickness of the plank when measured to the floor must be 10 millimeters plus or minus 0.2 millimeters and must be uniform or flat sort of smooth when new so to break that down the plank has to be 10.2 millimeters thick to 9.8 millimeters thick um, and if it's less or more, then it's, of course, not within regulations. And when they put the plank on the car, it has to be flat and smooth across the whole entire level of the floor. Once a race is over, the regulations state that a minimum thickness of nine millimeters will be accepted due to wear. So the planks can wear down by up to one millimeter over the course of the whole entire race. And then this can be checked during park fermé at the end of the race. Of course, if they wear down more than one millimeter, they will then breach the rules. And unfortunately, if they are one of the four cars that have been selected for the random checks, then they could have penalties or even disqualification, which is exactly what's happened to Lewis and Charles. Disqualification is, of course, quite a high penalty. I've had a bit of a thought with the whole thing, so hear me out here. Once a car has gone through its free practice sessions, the car effectively has to be locked in the way it is. You know, the ride height has to be locked in, how the DRS changes, you know, the angle of the DRS wing cannot be changed um, throughout the weekend. Seeing that the sprint race weekend only has one free practice session, that means that all the teams had to lock in their cars after literally an hour on track. That's quite a lot of data to have to manage within that one hour. So I think that it would be highly likely that a team would make a mistake on maybe ride height or as I say like the DRS wing. This is why I think the penalty could be very harsh for the drivers. I'm sure we can all understand that it is the team's responsibility to stay within the regulations but they have had barely any time to really understand the track they're at and the degradation on the cars and the tyres. Everything just has to stay the same from Friday through to Sunday and we have four sessions between Friday and Sunday, you know, the qualifying session, the sprint shootout session, the sprint race, and of course the race himself. And lots of things can change, you know, throughout the weekend. So it got me thinking a little bit. I really want to know what you guys think. Um, I'd love you to DM me on my Instagram at skyofficial, S-K-Y-E-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. I would love to hear your thoughts. I love to have chats and I love to hear other people's opinions. Um, that is just my opinion on that. But it did get me thinking and um, the sprint weekends have been very interesting to watch and I think it's an exciting new aspect to the sport. So 
you know, it's still very new and do things need to change? There's lots of things in the future that could be changed. Yeah, the FIA need to keep their minds open for, for many, many different situations and scenarios that could happen. Uh, seeing that, yeah, the, the sprint races are such a new thing. So I thought we could then talk a little bit more about regulations and penalties within Formula One. I think that we've all noticed that the FIA have clamped down a lot more on giving out penalties when regulations are breached. And I think that's fair enough. Regulations are written there, they are all there, everyone can see them. And if a driver or a team doesn't follow those, I can understand, you know, they need to get a penalty. But the FIA have been really hot on it at the moment. You know, track limits have been such a big topic of conversation at the moment. With the amount of track limits that, you know, penalties that are given out throughout a race weekend. I think it's, yeah, it's really interesting to see that change over the past year or two that the FIA have really, really started to make sure everything is is fair and make sure everyone is, you know, keeping within the, you know, regulations. We, we talk a lot about regulation. I can say that word a lot of times on this podcast. But the penalties in Formula One range from minor timed penalties to disqualification from the entire season, which I did not know that could happen but I did some more research. So drivers are allowed four reprimands in a season, okay? And with the fifth one, they're faced um, with a 10 place grid penalty. This has happened multiple times in the past. And the more reprimands a driver has, the more serious the penalties will become. A reprimand is similar to sort of a warning. So for example, Sebastian Vettel received one for a non-sporting offense. So he wasn't in the car or driving at the time of this offense. This is when he wore a same love shirt at the 2021 Hungarian Grand Prix. This was mind blowing at the time. Sebastian Vettel had come out to the grid just before the race start when all the drivers stand and pay their respects to the country's national anthem. And he came out wearing a one love t-shirt which had the LGBTQ plus flag across the front and back. The FIA said that he could not do that and so gave him a warning or one of these reprimands. Of course now drivers are able to wear various t-shirts but at the time this was a huge topic of conversation. Another example is when Yuki Tsunoda received his fifth reprimand of the season. This was when he drove in the pits with a loose seatbelt in Zandvoort and this was seen to be causing a severe safety hazard. So he was given a 10 place grid penalty for the weekend after which was at the race in Italy. Some of the penalties can also cost drivers more than just seconds in a race. Back in 2021, I'm sure we, we all remember this one, Max Verstappen was fined $50,000 for touching the rear wing of the Mercedes of Lewis Hamilton. I'm sure $50,000 to Max Verstappen wasn't the end of the world, but $50,000, it's still a lot of money um, just for touching the rear wing of a competitor's car. I also wanted to mention um, back in the Bahrain Grand Prix of this year, Esteban Ocon ended up with three time penalties uh, during the race. He started with a five second time penalty um, for track limits. So he went to the pits and served his time penalty, apart from the fact that the FIA decided he actually didn't serve it correctly, so they gave him another time penalty. When he went to serve his other time penalty, uh, apparently he was speeding in the pit lane. So he ended up with yet another time penalty on top of that. So he ended up with like plus 20 seconds of time penalties. Uh, he actually retired from the race, um, which was probably a smart move in all honesty. So I've actually noticed recently that some of the F1 tracks actually listen to the drivers when they're talking about track limits. So US Grand Prix this weekend actually alterated the track to make three of the turns wider 
because the drivers were complaining that it was too difficult to stay within track limits. So what they did is they drew an extra track limits line next to the current sort of track limits line to make the line double the size. So I just thought that was really interesting because they made the track wider. We hear so often when lap times have been deleted from drivers, particularly during sort of qualifying, sprint shootouts, and drivers can lose a lot if they're, you know, off the track. If all four wheels are past that white line, they are gonna get some form of, you know, penalty, whether their lap time's been deleted or they get a time penalty uh, while driving in the race. I think the whole thing's quite interesting. It made me think actually that it must be very tough on the drivers. If they've done an amazing lap, they thought, wow, you know, I've I've just got to, to P2 in this qualifying. And that, that was a really solid lap. And then a few seconds later, your sort of, your team comes in your ears saying, oh no, you, you went out on, on turn four. Uh, so, so that's been deleted. Um, I just can't imagine how that must feel for the drivers because you work so, so hard for something that is not an easy task you know, to, to get or to do, and then to lose it like that. Just as Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc, actually, I mean, that was completely out of their hands as drivers. Um, it was it was a team mistake. No one would have expected, no one, what did I just say? I'm, I'm confused. None of the team could have expected the skid block to be, you know, not within regulations. And so it must be so tough on the drivers to have achieved something and then lose it so quickly. As fair as the regulations and the penalties are, it's not necessarily always within the driver's hands on what the outcome is, even if they've worked as hard as possible. So I'm trying to learn more and more about all the regulations within Formula One, as there seems to be absolutely thousands. I mean, of course there is thousands of things, but there seems to be more and more being made every race. And yeah, it's interesting to learn about them all. There's something for for every scenario, of course. But I'm gonna wrap this podcast episode up here. I cannot thank you enough for joining me for episode one of The Cool Down Room. I would love to hear your thoughts and views on the podcast. I wanna hear some ideas as well from you guys. I'd love to talk to some of you guys. I'm hopefully gonna be lining up some very exciting interviews with some very exciting people very soon, okay? This is the start of a very exciting job. Oh my gosh, how many times did I say exciting just then? This is the start of a brand new journey. Yeah, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow this podcast if you can on the streaming service that you're listening to. Thank you so much again, everyone, and you will hear from me very soon. Bye.